Welcome to a new edition of Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton. Thank you all for tuning in. And on this feature episode, we're going to be talking about the Tennessee Titans offense. Yep. Of course, it started this offseason with trading A.J. Brown. And we are where we are now with this offense but first before we get started of course we want to thank everyone for tuning in we're either tuning in on spotify tuning in on apple Podcasts, tuning in on iHeartRadio, google Podcasts, wherever you're tuning in from thank you thank you thank you and if you would go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes when they drop and if you like what you hear go ahead and rate the show on spotify five stars is preferred and on Apple Podcast, rate the show. Again, five stars is preferred. And leave a review. I greatly appreciate it. Now, getting back to what my topic was, it's the Tennessee Titans offense. Now, last season, of course, you had A.J. Brown on one side. You had Julio Jones on the other. Now, both were off and on injured, but when they were in there, make some plays, and they would make some plays, and then A.J. Brown would have moments where he would take over games. All this to go along with Derrick Henry at running back. Of course, he missed literally about half of last season. So, with that being said, you know, going into this offseason, people were thinking, Oh, they're just going to add to this and they can add to that. Well, that didn't exactly happen the way they thought. A.J. Brown and the team could not come to a conclusion on a contract extension. He gets traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. Then you bring in the rookie, Traylon Burks, to replace him on the roster. And then immediately people were thinking he's Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks has got to be A.J. Brown. He's got to be A.J. Brown. He's got to do this, got to do that. Well, it's taken him a little bit to kind of figure things out. Uh, you know, and he's playing well now. Uh, and then, of course, you know, you bring in Robert Woods uh, via trade from the Los Angeles Rams. So with that being said, a little bit different crew that Ryan Tannehill is dealing with this year compared to last year. I mean, his top pass catcher, catcher coming back into this season was Nick Westbrook Akinney. There you go. So, you know, thinking, you know, as the season goes on, maybe, you know, they'll kind of figure things out a little bit more. Now, while some things are getting figured out, other things are not. The Titans are still near the bottom of the NFL in scoring 18.3 points per game. And they are middle of the pack rushing the football, which is kind of jarring for 
Titans fans that have seen them over the years, and their 30th in NFL passing offense with 171.4 yards per game. To this point, they're seven and five, and sometimes some people are trying to figure out how they are seven and five. However, here they stand, and here they are. But you know, I'm, I'm I'll say this: I'm no offensive expert, but I definitely wanted to throw my my two cents in to how the Titans could be better offensively. I'm not saying you call this play, call that play, call the other. No, I'm not an offensive coordinator. However, what I am going to say could potentially help as well. Again, I'm not in those meetings. They may have some of these things already in the works. I don't know. But these are just observations that I'm making while watching the game. And just knowing the personnel that the Titans have. Just my thoughts. Just want to give you kind of a heads up on that one ahead of time. But I'll go ahead with my first point. Or first thing they could kind of change a little bit. When Robert Woods came here. Robert Woods is a talented wide receiver. Let's, let's get that off the top. He's a talented wide receiver. Still is a talented wide receiver. Um, he was still coming off an ACL when he got here and got traded here. So, you know, it wasn't necessarily that he was full go through all of the, the off season work, but as time went on, he got stronger and stronger, shed the brace when it came to, to, uh, training camp and he was, you know, kind of working his way back. Now, I'm not going to say he's. The same person he was a while back, but you know, this season he's he's got three excuse me, thirty-three receptions, three hundred and fifty-seven yards and one touchdown. Um but what I'm gonna say in years past, uh you know, the years with the Rams, well a couple he had his best years, he has two his only two thousand yard seasons actually with the Rams, 2018-2019. But um one thing the Rams did is they moved him around. Specifically, they moved him in the slot and sent him in motion and did all those different things. And he was able to make a tremendous impact as a wide receiver for them. Wasn't always the main guy or wasn't really the main guy, but he was one of the guys you needed to win. And it seems like when watching games that they tend to line up Robert Woods on the outside. Which, you know, if you want to line them up that there sometimes, and I know you got Kyle Phillips that will eventually be back off the IR, you probably want to get him some slide touches too. However, Robert Woods is very effective in the slot. That is the place where he played a lot of his career. So why not, just a shot in the dark, why not, Try to put him in the slot just a little bit more motion, things like that. Those things are creating advantages for him because he is an excellent route runner out of the slot. He also has, you know, his momentum going one way or the other across the the, uh, formation. And he's pretty slippery when he runs routes, which 
is all the time. He works on those routes and perfecting those routes all the time, whether it's in practice or uh, out of practice, where it's just him and Titans wide receiver coach Rob Moore. So basically, if you move him in the slot, it kind of creates that third down valve, still, uh, you know, safety valve that you need that isn't a running back, of course. But, you know, there's just one thought I had. I'm going to tell you about my second thought I have after the commercial break. Thank you all for tuning in to Tornay NC South. We'll be back in a minute. Going through some things and not quite sure who to turn to? Well, let me tell you about Peace of Mind Counseling and Life Coaching. They offer services ranging from mental health counseling, parenting classes, life coaching services, therapy, alcohol and drug assessments, and so much more. And all the services are monitored by licensed supervisors. Also, they're currently offering free consultations for counseling or life coaching. All you need to do to get started is reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230 to get started. Again, you can reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230. So if you feel you need to talk to someone or know someone that needs to talk to someone, take the time to reach out to Peace of Mind Counseling and Life Coaching, where the motto is, it costs you your peace of mind, then it is too expensive. Welcome back to Touring the AFC South. As I teased going into the break, I had another point that may help the Titans offense. Just, again, my thoughts and opinions, you know, they may be doing some of these things. They may not be doing some of these things, but one thing is for certain that offense is not humming like people want it to be and like probably they want it to be. One thing I want to mention is and this next point is two guys, actually, rookies, making impacts and they're making big plays. That'd be Traylon Burks and Chig Okwanko. I'm sorry. Now, Burks has 25 receptions, 359 yards, and one touchdown. He's the leading receiver on the Titans team this year. Uh, of course, the last three games, uh, 15 receptions, 205 yards, and explosive plays of 51, 51, and 25 yards. Okwanko, 15 receptions, 275 yards, one touchdown. Explosive plays he's been making. Anytime he touches the ball, he makes an explosive play. He makes the first guy miss a lot of the times. With that big and that fast, you make some things happen. My suggestion is, why are these two not in like groups together? You notice uh, while watching, sometimes they're not on the same side or, you know, you kind of you know, kind of can work these two off of each other since they are both guys that can make explosive plays. So I often wonder why they're not on the same side sometimes. Or, you know, I did see where they put Chig in the backfield as the, as the fullback one time and well, a few times and used him to block. Why not? use Chig to run a pass pattern out of that. That may be in the works. I don't know, but maybe use Chig in a pass pattern out of that. I'd love to see a linebacker try to keep up with him running a wheel pattern out of that out of that 
an offset uh, spot. I don't think teams would expect that. Um, now, just in general, these two, I would love for these two to be in the same area with each other, running combination routes with each other, just because both are explosive and it's going to cause confusion. Because if you put them together to kind of put pressure on one guy, especially if it's in a zone, then one of them are going to be open. And it's going to be them on a safety, more than likely. And that's not a good combination at all with the type of speed that they have and the type of uh, catch radius they both have, too. So if they're able to do that and get the ball in these guys' hands more, that makes the offense a little bit easier. That makes the defense have to back up a little bit which in turn creates more running lanes for Derrick Henry. So, you know, Cody Hollister, he, he's out injured right now. He actually just got uh, put on IR. Um, you have other guys out there, but Traylon Burks needs to be the guy that you go to more and go to more consistently like they did in the Green Bay game. Eight receptions, 111 yards. That's what you need from Traylon Burks. Of course, that's provided he plays uh, this week uh, or whenever he does play, I should say, because he did take a hit on a 25-yard touchdown uh, catch, and it, you know, and he's basically in concussion protocol, and so there's no telling if he's going to play this next week or weekend or not. And I wish him well, but yeah, explosive plays to get him the ball. Uh, Chig is. Uh, his play and his explosiveness kind of remind me of what Janu could do when he was playing for the Titans. Janu Smith, uh, Chig could run the football too, but you know, Chig made makes explosive plays. Uh, he actually might be a little bit more explosive in terms of breaking tackles and things like that than Janu was here in Tennessee. So, these two guys. I understand that Swaim is a solid tight end, but I think you need Chig out there more. Swaim, great blocking guy, uh, great blocking uh, tight end. But no, sit down, let Chig take your spot, and let Chig continue to grow because, you know, with more touches and more opportunities, he could do even more damage. However, with the rotating cast, I don't think he gets the the time to make the challenges or, or disrupt the defense as much as he probably could. So, you know, all in, I say all that to say, hey, they should be playing more, in my opinion, as a combination together. And just in general, they should be playing more. And that would be something to watch for me in order to kind of shake up the offense, too. So if you get it from the first point, Woods in the slot. Okay. So you got Traylon Burks on the outside of him, or on the or on the outside of him, or you have another receiver on the outside of Woods. You getting it? A little bit of a combination, making it a little bit easier, either on that side of that of that coverage, or of that that side of the offense, or the opposite side of the offense. You put Chig or Kwanku over there, or you put you put Traylon Burks and him on the same side. There's different combinations that you have you can put together with, but these three guys, in my opinion, that's how you would kind of use them. Kind of move Burks around, I get that. Move Chig around in different spots in the backfield, H-back, different things like that. But use those weapons just a little bit more 
and create those mismatches. Now, plenty of people talk about Arthur Smith and what he is, is or isn't doing, depending on their opinion, in Atlanta. But the one thing you can always say about Arthur Smith, he's going to create a mismatch for the offense, for his offensive guys. That's why I think we the the offensive, uh, um, you know, having these three weapons on the field at the same time in the correct usage, in my opinion, would create mismatches. But it is what it is, and that this is what they are going with. We're going to take another break, uh, and then when I come back, I'll give you my last one. Uh, in terms of uh, kind of a point to maybe something that can turn this offense up just a little bit more, in my opinion. You're listening to Touring AFC South with your host, Mike Patton. For those that have checked out my picture, my new picture for my you know graphics for my podcast, you can tell I have a new image, an updated image. A professional looking image. It's time for you to take control of your image. And you can take control of your professional image with a fresh set of headshots by the good folks of Joshua Silvers Photography. Let Josh at Joshua Silvers Photography handle your personal branding, business headshots, portrait, or any other photographic need with great pricing and even better quality. You can reach him via phone at 423 423- five five seven six seven four six once again that's four two three five five seven six seven four six you can also reach him at instagram at joshua silvers photography or you can reach him on facebook call joshua silvers photography and get yourself booked today i know i did and he's got me looking great welcome back and of course, third, but certainly not least on my points of things that, in my opinion, could help the offense is a little bit more creativity. You know, just imagine watching a game on a third and five, or sorry, let me, third and three or greater, and the Titans hand off the football. A lot of teams know they have Derrick Henry back there. So... Why not buck the trend a little bit, maybe a little bit of play action, throw the football to the tight end, mainly probably Chig, Aquanku. That's just saying. But um, that's the one thing that's I've noticed outside of the scripted calls to start the game, which is about 15 of those. Outside of that, it seems like it's kind of predictable what the Titans are going to run offensively. And if people in the stands and people, you know, just watching the game can tell what's going on, of course, the defense is going to know what's going on. Um, So, you know, kind of buck your trends a little bit. Go a little play action pass on the first down. Run on the second and ten. On the third down and short, uh, you know, I wouldn't say you just pass it all the time. You know, sneak one in just depending upon the name, excuse me, the uh, you know, the game speed at that point, the the score at that point. Um, and on third and three, hey, you know, you, you like you've been doing different things to get Derrick Henry the football in terms of passing on screens and letting him run uh I guess choice routes out of the backfield. Uh but you know in terms of that aspect, you know, it's fun, but kind of mix it up a little bit. 
make it a little bit more creative. Now, I know I've never been an offensive coordinator. I totally understand that. But in making things look a little bit different, it throws defenses off. It may be the same play, but just a different look. I know one guy in the NFL that does that pretty perfectly, or he did do that pretty perfectly when he had a running game, a consistent running game. That was um, Mr. Sean McVay. I mean, if you look at the way they used Todd Gurley and different runs that he did, the different things that he did, it was always the same play. It just looked different in terms of the alignment. That's the thing I'm talking about with the Titans. Mix up the alignments because teams now are already picking up that you're going to throw a nice little screen pass to Derrick Henry. You're going to dump a little short pass to him as well, try to get him going, or if he's the only option. So teams are already picking up on those keys and things. I know if I am, they are. And, you know, those different things change up just the pattern of your offense. That's huge. I mean, we saw what happened in Green Bay. When the Titans went to Green Bay, they bucked their trends a little bit. They ended up winning the game pretty handily. Now you have to do that consistently and continually throw teams off and guess, uh, not outguess them, but just, I guess, outscheme them, outscout them. Because, of course, you know, what plays you draw up and, and what plays you call, that definitely has a lot to do with uh, the, the game plan and kind of scouting your opponent and knowing your opponent. So that's just one of my, that's my third thought. I just, you know, a little bit more creativity to go along with uh, more Burks and the Quanco. And, of course, Woods in the slot. But, hey, that's just me. I'm just one man. I do know the game, but, you know, I will tell you, I don't know all the intricacies that's going on within the Titans' uh, offensive uh, meeting room. So, you know, I just try to give my pointers and let people know what I think. And, you know, if you agree, fine. If not, hey, let's discuss it. Let's talk about ways they can get better offensively because right now, being at the bottom of the league and passing – <clears throat> and it, but it's a passing league. And then being known for running, but being in the middle of the pack, truly that is something that I don't think the Titans expected. I mean, many Titans fans may have expected something of this nature, but they definitely didn't expect this to be like this offense to be like this. So we'll see if they're able to make any changes. Who knows? They may have heard this and made changes. You know, I guess I'm pumping myself a little bit, but hey, <laughs> but you know, whatever it is, changes have to be made, not necessarily changes in terms of people, although uh, Dennis Daly is not necessarily getting the, the biggest amount of love from Titans fans uh, at all right now. But, you know, for the most part, not really a push to just say, hey, don't take this guy, I'll put this guy in, let's do something here different. Just be more creative, get your weapons more involved. And to me, may let Woods operate in the slot. But we'll see if that happens. We'll see if it won't. <laughs> Sunday, of course, they have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Boy, oh boy. Some good memories for the Jacksonville Jaguars. For the, excuse me, for the Tennessee Titans against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm. I'll leave it at that. I'm pretty sure that during that game, they'll tell you about all those different things, too. <laughs> But we have reached the end of this feature podcast. Again, my name is Mike Patton. The show, Touring the AFC South. You can find me on Twitter at MikePatton82. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-T-T-O-N 82 on Twitter, on 
TikTok, you can find me at the general MP. That's at the general MP. That's all ran together. Um, and again, I want to encourage you to subscribe to Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or iHeartRadio so that you don't miss any episodes and so that you can um, rate the show if you'd like, you know, especially on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Again, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Hopefully you gained some knowledge out of the things I talked about. If not, hey, there's always the next one. Thank you all again. You've been tuned in to Touring the AFC South with your host, Mike Patton. We're out.